It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. I'm going to go back to a question that Ron sent in a while ago, and I've been meaning to ask this one, and I found finally found a place we can work this in, Ron. So, uh, all right, Ron's question is, my son is 12 and his best friend is not always very nice to him and they fight. His friend's family is also very inappropriate using foul language around the children and says the mother also has a one and three year old who also use foul language. Because I'm divorced and this is who my son's mother chooses to allow him to hang out with, it's also my son's choice of friends and it's convenient for his mom because the friend's mom is a stay-at-home mom. So my ex and I have discussed this and we know their pitfalls and our son knows not to behave not to behave as they do, although I have to imagine it has some kind of influence on him. And his mom is aware of it and doesn't like all of it, but I doubt she will be able to cut off the relationship. So what advice can you give me on this? Uh, this is a, obviously a great and, and practical and yet somewhat deep question or important question, Ron. The, this is a little bit of a challenge here because of the complexity. So, you know, your son's mother is not willing to let go of her friend. And this is obviously how her friend has been brought up or somehow, some way has, you know, taken on this type of language and uh, showing up in this way in their life. So need to say their kids are going to um, follow suit. And now this is where your son comes into play because your son now has befriended this person and vice versa. And so, first of all, the answer around influence is a yes, this is going to influence your son. I mean, there's just no way around it. Uh, the more time he logs with his friend, uh, the greater the influence is going to be. And so, and when I say the more time is in, let's say you put them together for a whole weekend, right? That's that, that, would, con that would qualify for uh, an application of more time. So instead of just having him spend a couple hours with his friend, he gets to spend the whole weekend with his friend and do a sleepover kind of thing. Um, so that qualifies as more time. The other part that would qualify as more time is more time. Like the longer he stays with this friend over time, it's just, it's going to begin to seep into his consciousness. And I'm speaking more his unconscious or his subconscious. So that's, that's no question that will happen if this was to continue in this way. That said, because again, it's more complex. It's not just you and your wishes here. It's not even just your son's wishes. It's now your, uh, your ex-wife's uh, wishes or uh, your uh, son's mother's wishes. And then of course, it's this other family that obviously is not gonna change at least anytime soon with regard to this. So, so two things now. So one is, is if you can get involved, which it sounds like you already are, if you can get involved and you start to influence, you start to utilize your influence or use your influence, in this case, more so with 
your son's mother. Around this idea, given that, that she is kind of in the same camp as you are, where she knows this is not the best thing for your son, she also knows she doesn't want her son to, to take on this kind of language or behave in this way, just like you. So that's a really good thing. That's a real positive thing here. And so, but in this, you might have a conversation or two or three over a short period of time with your son's mother and where you talk specifically about the amount of time that your son is allowed to hang out with um, this friend. And if you and your son's mother can shorten up that window, shorten up that window where instead of going for like an overnighter, you know, they get a couple hours one day. Or instead of doing the whole weekend, they get a half a day uh, together, that is. Um, and then also in this, you know, the, um, the longer he stays with this person, the more likely that influence is going to find its way into his psyche, into your son's psyche, that is. So knowing that, so now you and your son's mother can possibly talk about that as well. Like, and this is where the two of you might be creative, like co-creative where you work on this around this idea, like what can we do as our son's parents to further support this, knowing that we don't want him to pick up this behavior, but knowing that if he spends too much time with this kid, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Because, I mean, you're, I mean, it's almost impossible for your son not to pick up on the behavior. And, and especially with kids, kids on kids, you know, kids like to emulate other kids. Uh, kids are all, obviously, and easily impressed upon by other kids because it's the cool thing to do when you're a kid. You might remember that when you were a kid, Ron, right? It's kind of a cool thing to do. But in this case, you are his dad. In this case, his mother is his mom. And in this case, wherever you and his mom can meet eye to eye, when you can come into agreement with each other, which is going to mean having conversations together specifically about this, but for you to be able to go into the conversation with a very specific you know, question or insight or, or uh, understanding that you're going into the conversation you're about to have with your son's mother. So that that conversation, you increase the odds of that conversation becoming just a little more productive where she gets a little bit more on board with you in this regard, because in order for this to work, it's, it's going to happen to the exact degree in which you and your son's mother are on board with each other in terms of co-parenting your son. Um, and then I'm going to say one more thing, but what is Ron saying there? Do you want to read out the comment? Um, yeah, he made the comment. He says, thanks. Um, this is funny because it's so related to what Tina and I just discussed today and my issues with protecting my son. Uh -huh. uh, yes, my son's mother cares very much about him acting appropriately. And I think she gets this because I've expressed these concerns. I think we are good at limiting the time and have supported him hanging out with other friends too. So he says, this makes a lot of sense still. Thank you. Terrific. Very, very good. Uh, the other piece that we'll close it up on Ron is now with what you do with your son. So, um, and this is gonna be equally important to what we've just spoken about here. And that is, is that for your son to have a place to vent his thoughts with you, his dad, 
for your, and possibly even with his mom, if his mom is open to this. But then in that, just for you as his dad, to see that he's just venting out his thoughts or his feelings around this. And then wherever appropriate, as his dad, you give him a little guidance. And sometimes that guidance can be a repetitive guidance. In fact, sometimes it's the best kind of guidance, especially when you're working with kids, is you know what the right guidance is as your child's father. You know what the right guidance is. And then so you give that guidance, but you've got to plan it properly. You, it's, uh, you know, to, to kids, teenagers, if you just sound it off, right, it's probably not going to land. You've got to really be creative here. It's part of becoming a more conscious parent, quite frankly. Um, you've got to be really creative here in terms of how you plant this. And that's what you're doing, like a gardener to a garden. You're planting a seed. You're planting the seed, in this case, in the, uh, the garden, the consciousness of your son. And so, and this is where, again, your son has just spent some time with this friend. He comes home and he has a Freudian slip. He uses uh, foul language and you catch it. So rather than make him wrong, rather than, um, you know, immediately correct him, rather than that, I mean, that, that is a strategy, might not be the most effective strategy, a better strategy would be in what I'm highlighting here right now, where, okay, so you, you make note, all right, that your son is now using foul language. So, and you make note of it. And then where appropriate, meaning if you're with a group of people right there, this is not the time to do this, right? Because that would be somewhat embarrassing to your son. And that would, not, and that would your guidance, when you eventually get to the point where you're going to give him a little bit of guidance, it will not land well. It will not connect. Right. So again, you got to be creative here and you've got to set it up and you got to be patient with yourself in this whole process. You got to be well disciplined. And so when he has his slip and something of a more foul nature comes out of his mouth, you make a mental note of it. And if it's appropriate and it's just you and him in the room, you sit down and now you're going to open up the conversation or maybe you let him do it again. Maybe he does it twice over a matter of two days. And then you sit him down, just you and him, or you, him, and his mother, possibly, and where you give him an opportunity to vent, to vent out the thought or thoughts, because clearly his time with his friend, the friend did impress upon him. That's why he's showing you the behavior now. So what we want to do is we want to reroute it at this point, rather than either completely ignore it and pretend like it didn't even happen, or shut him down by coming on him too hard because we just won't have that kind of foul language in our house. That's too rigid. And when I say too rigid, that's the opposite side of the exact same spectrum. It's that, that parenting style that's way too rigid versus the parenting style on the opposite side of the spectrum that's way too loose. You know, way too loose, it doesn't do anything. Just lets their kid just kind of like your, you know, your son's mother's friend, way too loose, and just lets them just do it. There's no discipline, there's no guidance, there's no structure, there's no support. So it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on. If you're on this side over here, and you're really extreme over here in the rigidness, if you're on this side over here, where you're way too loose, the bottom line is it's still going to land the same way. And that is your son's going to end up developing 
this as a behavior over time. And then later in life, it'll be good luck to get him to change it, so to speak. So you've got to recognize that your power as a conscious parent is found in the middle ground of that spectrum. And so this is where, now instead of rigidness, you're going to use a little discipline. Instead of looseness, you're going to, lose a, you're going to use a little bit of receptivity. And then you're going to blend them together. And in the middle of that, you're going to now be creative. And you're going to be creative in a way where you're literally, you're going to pick the time when you're going to have this conversation with your son. And that could be the day of, could be the day after. But you pick the time. Because remember, your job is to ultimately give him a piece of guidance that eventually sticks. Now, notice what I just said, eventually sticks. Just because you give somebody guidance now, does, in fact, the odds are they're not going to take your guidance. They might respond to you in the moment and make it look like, hey, that was great guidance. But come the end of the day, it's just not going to stick because that's not how it goes, right? Especially when you're a parent and a conscious parent of that. When you're a conscious parent, you understand that you pick the time to have these types of conversations. When, these conversa when you step in this conversation, you're going to purposely allow time for your child to vent, vent out the thought, vent out the emotion, vent out the language. And then you're going to engage in a conversation, not a judgment. You're going to engage in a conversation and get him or her to open up a tad. And, you know, for example, um, you know, son, when you hear somebody swearing, like if you heard me swearing as your dad, or if you heard your mom swearing as your mother, what might that be like for you? How would that feel to you? See, I'm not judging them. I'm just simply asking a question. And then out of that, something's going to come up for him that he's going to have an experience with. So now I'm helping him to make a discovery about what it is that's right for him instead of just simply telling him what's right for him or forcing what's right for him upon him. So then in there, at some point, this is going to open him up a little bit. And as, that, as it opens him up, this is where now you can give a, a pearl of wisdom, as we say, or you can give a little bit of guidance from a dad's point of view to his son's point of view. Right now, just make sure the guidance is concise. It's simple, easy to understand. And then lastly, once you give that guidance, simply know that that guidance that you gave your son on this day, that you will give him that exact same guidance numerous times over a period of time before it finally sticks in his consciousness. That is the process. And to think otherwise, that just because you give him the guidance here today, that that means he needs to take it on full, full on, that is, that is non-productive or downright unproductive thinking. It does not work that way at all. And so this is very powerful from a parental standpoint of view. Now in that, lastly, you're going to need some qualities with inside yourself to call on. And, and, and number one is going to be patience. 
Number two is going to be some discipline where you have to discipline yourself. So that whole idea, you pick the time when the conversation is going to happen. Instead of reacting to the time, you pick the time. You're going to have to call on a little bit of your own creativity. And if you and your son's mother do this together, then the two of you need to speak about this before you go into the conversation uh, like this or a conversation like this with that of your son so that your son gets to experience you and his mother in that unified front. You see, that too can become very powerful. But that piece of guidance, you stay with that. And, and uh, you know, as I've often taught, when you get that piece of guidance and you're all done, you go and you write that piece of guidance down in your book, in your daytimer. You write it down. You write it down for the reasons I said earlier. You're going to repeat that when appropriate. You're going to be creative again. You're not just going to sound it off every day to him because that won't land. You've got to be creative. You've got to know how to create the opening. And what I just gave you is at least a way in how you can start to create this type of an opening where then when it's appropriate, you offer that guidance. But then it's going to happen again. And it's going to happen again. And it's going to happen again. And where you get the opportunity to slide in that guidance. Same guidance that you've been giving all along. But at some point, what happens? It's going to take hold in the consciousness of that of your son. And when that does, that's when you'll see a shift in your son. And that's one of those more rewarding moments for a parent uh, that's really engaged in helping to not just care for their children, but literally help to raise their children up. It's a really awesome thing to be able to do as a conscious parent for our kids that we love in some cases more than life itself. So true. Ron says, thank you. I think I understand. And, you know, Dell, I just want to speak to this very quickly and yeah. say, you shared some of these things with me where my son was concerned. And at mm. one time he had a friend that he was spending a lot of time with on the computer a lot during COVID where they were mostly online with friends. And this kid was racist and foul mouthed and just really a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he as you you've been working with me where my son's concerned for about four years now with becoming a more conscious parent and he naturally you know we would have discussions but i wouldn't make him wrong and we just have some things to observe certain certain things about his friend mm -hmm. and he naturally replaced that friend up leveled his group of friends now he's got very like-minded creative kids that he hangs out with online and they yeah. get together in person and he did that all on his own and my old way of behaving i would have pushed him right into this person just from being so judgy and opinionated. Mm -hmm. And so Dale's strategies really helped me and it does take some patience. And sometimes you do want to just, you know, speak your mind, but I had the results happen myself and my son actually made the right choices and did this on his own. And it was, a, it was a really cool moment to watch him up level himself like that. Yeah. For you as a parent, it's, this is what's known as an intrinsic reward. It just, it, as a parent, it just lights us up from the inside out. Like it's it just really an awesome experience yeah. because again, our, our children are those that we just so deeply and genuinely care about and ideally want the absolute best for them. And so this is now you in terms of your way and becoming more conscious in your parental style. And then when this lands 
and you see it land, and then you see the result that comes as a result of it, it's like not only do you get to watch your son be a, feel a little more empowered or just feel better about himself and feel better about his own world, but you know, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you as his mother played a very active part in all this yeah. in order for this to happen. And that is always met with an intrinsic reward. It's really cool. Well said. Yes, it's so true. And you're well, and you're welcome. I'm, I'm happy to be a testament to what Zell is saying here. This works. Yeah. Uh, you can do it. So yeah. thank you for the great question too, Ron. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawa.com forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.